Welcome to the Swan to Death podcast. We are back from an extremely long hiatus. So sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> it's been a while. I am Brandon. I'm Caleb. And we are obviously the Stone to Death podcast. We are the only horror podcast that attempts to review horror movies. <laughs> okay, so... An emphasis should, on attempts. Yes, update. Should, uh, yeah, a little update. Um, kind of doing a small reboot in a way. Yes, slight. Very slight. Like, we're not... We're still going to be called the Stone to Death podcast. Most of it's going to stay the same, but... We are not going to smoke and be stoned <laughs> while attempting to review movies. Not every time, um, at least anymore. It's going to be like yeah. a special event kind of thing from now on. Yeah. It was just too it much was, before. It was way too much, dude. We, it was kind of awful. <laughs> not why. Make Making fools of ourselves. So, so, <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's all good now. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of like the soft reboot kind of style. It's gonna be like the podcast was before. Only from we're gonna be more coherent now, ninety uh, percent of the time. <laughs> Obviously, we'll keep the we'll bring back you know the old style like every once in a while, like for a special kind of situation. But like the podcast is mostly just gonna be us now for like normal, <laughs> yeah, normal us. True that. It's gonna be a good um, time. So we were going to do Blood Beat. <laughs> Thank but, uh, God we didn't. <laughs> we I think we just kind of decided that that movie sucks so fucking bad. And I don't know, maybe I don't think either of us really wanted to talk about it. I yeah, mean, and I, for long-time listeners, thanks for hanging out with us still. And we're glad you're back. We love you. Um, you might recall that in the very early stages of the Stone Death podcast, we were... I you guys knew I was like really hyping up Bloodbeat as like I wanted to do it for Christmas, and so we this is like a year in the making that I've been wanting to do this uh, Bloodbeat, and then we watched it, and what a pile of trash it was, <laughs> and not even in like a fun way. It just was really awful. And it was. It was. I I really wanted to do it, and like I was so excited to do an episode on it because I thought it was gonna be just like a bonkers movie because the premise is bonkers, and. It was not a bonkers movie, and I'm like, this is not going to be a fun episode. I'm not going to know what to talk about because none of it made any goddamn sense. <laughs> I still can't make sense of it, and I like, even read this like the plot synopsis after you left my house that day, and it didn't make any goddamn sense to me. <laughs> Nothing was explained, so it would have been impossible to do that podcast anyway. So we did a obviously you could tell by the title of this podcast we we did a uh, an audible on this and we did 1981's The Possession. And uh, this is a movie a lot of people have been talking about lately. I think I'm, yeah. I'm seeing it a lot more because it's it's finally on a streaming service. It's on Shutter. Well, it's the apparently and... this is the first time. I don't know if this is true, but from what the vague, the quick thing that I read said, this was the first time American audiences have seen the uncut version. Oh, okay. I guess like because hear that part. Or know yeah, because when it was released in 1981, it went to film festivals and stuff. And it was shown in its entirety there at the film festivals, and it was nominated for best actress. Like the actress, I forget her name because it's not like uh, an English name. I think it's like is a is about something. something. Sure, <laughs> she won best actress for. Uh, she got nominated for best actress, and she won like out of five or the five out of the six nominations she won for best actress. Um, and then when it was going to theaters, it was. You know, this is during the whole video nasties kind of situation that was going around. Yeah. And so this is a video nasty. And like, uh, so it was banned, essentially. Uh, the full version was banned for the longest time. And when it was, so this is a two hour and four, two hour, four minute long movie, right? In its entirety. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cut that got shown to theaters was 86 minutes, I believe. So the cut, Oh my god! That's Almost a, a good hour out of it. So, and then when it was first released, it got panned critically because it didn't make any sense because they cut out almost an hour's worth of the story, and it was just why kind of would a mess. you cut out so much of it like that? That no wonder why. Yeah. You know, it didn't, so it, kinda... it flew under everybody's radar for the longest time, but I think in two thousand there was a VHS and DVD release, but I, I'm not sure if those were theatrical cuts or not. 
And then in 2014, there was a Blu-ray release of Region Free, but again, I don't know if that was uncut or not. I believe that was also the cut version, if I'm not mistaken. And then Shutter recently got, as of January 5th, Shutter got the rights to it, and it's the fully uncut thing. So now people, in America at least, are finally seeing it for the first time in its entirety that I know of. Um, So that's why it's kind of gotten this groundswell of support lately, and it's being talked about a lot. And... Man, and I have no idea how Caleb feels about it yet. We have really been trying to talk to each other about this. Uh, and now it's time. And I'm really excited to talk to you about it. Because I have no idea if you liked it or not. And I'm going to say it right well, now. I'll, I'm just going to get this off my chest. All right? All right. This movie was incredible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, dude, yes. Like, I, holy shit. I was not expecting it, to be this good. This was five out of five. Spoiler for it's a perfect movie. I had no idea really what to expect. No. Like, I I thought it was kind of going to be your, like, normal priest, pastor type of Yeah, like a ghost movie. Like, something similar to that, yes. But was it like that? Absolutely fucking not. (laughs) No. This movie was... It it felt it was a trip. Like it it felt like a fever dream, dude. Honestly, it yeah. was just. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, we'll start it's... unpacking it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, dude. I don't know. Um, I I guess I was in the same boat as you. I thought it was. I mean, it's called Possession. I thought it was gonna be like a Ghost Possession movie. Um, and so the first 40 minutes, it's not really a horror movie. It's just more of a story about a dysfunctional marriage that's getting, that's coming to the end. Yeah. Um, and so I, right when I had messaged you, when you would talk to me about like, you know, I can't wait till you watch it. That I was like, Oh, I'm like 40 minutes into it at that point, right before I messaged you, I was just thinking, man, is this, is this actually a horror movie or is this like kind of like a intense you know, drama? Because nothing horror I, happened until it happened. And then when it happened, I was like, Oh shit, what the I, fuck is this? I kind <laughs> of thought just, that too. Like the oh. first half of that movie, or like a, a majority of it, kind of we're getting copyrighted. Seem... With, we're getting copyrighted with this music. <laughs> it didn't really seem like it was a horror movie, but there yeah. were some like kind of horrifying things. Yeah, happening in it. Like terrible things are happening, but it wasn't a straight up horror until like an hour in. Yeah, it was. Um... <laughs> but yeah, when it hit, like it was such a. I mean, you go into it, and you—I mean, audience now. I mean, we—we we it was marketed as a horror movie, so you know it's a horror movie. But it, you kind of almost forget about it because it's a—it's an engaging movie. It's not like a bore. It's a slow burn, but it's not boring at any point. It's just mm-hmm. not a straight up horror for the longest time, and so it kind of lulls you into like this weird sensation of like, I'm interested. This has got my attention, and then but you also forget what it's about entirely. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then when the horror happens, it's so abrupt and it just shoots you right in the face. And it's like, oh my God, that was intense. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I did not expect when, that. The creature when, thing yeah, really threw me dude, for a fucking loop. Dude, holy shit. When I first saw that, like when it was all like sprawled out on the bed and the tentacles were moving, I yeah. instantly thought of the thing. I was like, dude, that's really, really cool. And yeah. it just creeped me out almost. It was just gross, but really fascinating to look at. But then, yeah. when they showed that up-close shot of that creature's face, I literally felt, like, I, I said, like, oh, my God. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, It it's... was terrifying and just disgusting. And I, I haven't seen something like that, I don't think, before. No, it's, it's like genuinely that. like an upsetting movie. It is. It's <laughs> tragic. Um, yeah. It's just and... so beyond. I mean, it's like, I've seen movies like Martyrs, and that got me a little sick to my stomach. Human Centipede got me a little sick to my stomach. You know, uh, Inside is a really intense movie, but this movie, it felt more real for some reason, and just it darker did. than the rest of them. Like, it's not, not as much dark stuff happens, but it's just something about, like, the way it's shot, and it's shot. Oh my Dude, god. Yes, the way it's that... shot. You would that not guess it's an is, 80s movie. That camera work is really, really good. It looks like it was I made really like today, but trying to look like an 80s movie. Like, it's shot so fucking well. The, like, 
the different angles they use and like the different like sweeping motions. They, I mean, it's like, like you said, it's fever dream. It's like, it's like the camera just floats around and it's like, it's all the camera's almost part of the movie. And I love, yes, it definitely is. I don't know how, you, if you picked up on this net, but I picked up like almost 90% of the movie is like in blue and gray tones. Right. It's yes, just very yep. pastel blue, like light blue and grays. But then I the really only, the only place it's not is when you're going into that apartment where this fucking creature is and it's like a dingy green and it's dark yeah and it's like i thought that was a very cool contrast of like when you're not just like experiencing what you're seeing it like before you even see anything like you're in that apartment before you see the creature and you're like something's off because you're like again like you're so used to those that color palette of like the light blues and grays and you did this like dingy green and these browns and this darkness and there's like the windows are all closed and you're like oh something's gonna happen here like this is i don't like this apartment <laughs> and that's before you even see this goddamn thing and i thought that yeah. was very well done but yeah I, I i honestly was like shocked i like are you sure this is a 1981 movie because like this and it didn't like grainy at all like it was just like the whatever camera they used excuse me was just it had to be incredibly expensive like, it looked beautiful <laughs> this movie was a truly phenomenally well-made movie like movie, on a technical aspect <laughs> this movie is pure cinema dude it's cinema man <laughs> dude it's cinema for <laughs> but sure. it really is <laughs> it is like oh man it's just what it gave me vibes of you know here's the two movies that reminded me the most of and i kind of you gotta blend them together and this is what you get you kind of it's like a little bit of eraser head right yep but also a little bit of hellraiser yeah like yeah because like in the yeah. 80s you didn't make movies like that you know that were just or that they didn't really get the attention like that they there weren't a big thing like 80s was supposed to like was like fun horror right mm-hmm. that was like when it's just like you got your friday the 13th your nightmare on elm streets your fucking you know your fun movies your sweep with sleepaway camps like just it's kind of campy and fun but this movie's not fun it's not campy <laughs> it's not fun it's a terrible time and the only other movie I can think of that was like that in the 80s that I've seen at least was Hellraiser. Like, it's not a fun movie. It's a joyless movie. And, like, it's really taboo and it's dark and it's gross. And it's just, it plays on, like, all these, like, deep ter- personal levels that, again, like, everybody has. And it really plays against those. It's like, holy shit, this movie is, like, fucked up. And Hellraiser isn't, like, martyrs bad but it's like it has those vibes like oh this is something i shouldn't be watching right (laughs) you know and this movie has that too i mean i watched this with kingston today my newborn yeah everybody (laughs) i got a newborn now (laughs) um he was born shortly shortly after we ended the podcast Um, and he was born a grandpa he's a grandpa (laughs) (laughs) he has an old soul and a fucking old man's hairline it's great he's he's the best Um, (laughs) Yeah, me and Kingston watched it, and I was like, oh, he's asleep, but, like, he probably shouldn't be around this. <laughs> oh, he's not going to know. He, I know, but it, that's how, like, dark it was. I'm like, oh, I, sh- I shouldn't watch it, and I'm sitting here with my infant son <laughs> watching this shit. Like, oh, man. It Dude, was, when, I don't when, know. That's when, that's the movies that reminded me of, was Hellraiser and Eraserhead. Like, if, like, a weird blend of those two. Just off vibes alone, you know? Yeah, when you and I were talking about this movie... Because, like, I said earlier, like, I think this might be, like, my most anticipated episode that we've done. Yeah. And just because I was really excited to hear your thoughts, but a part of me was a little worried. I thought you were going to say that you didn't like it, but I'm really glad that you did. Because yeah. I I, I love this movie, dude. It was really yeah. good. And this is going to be, I, I would like to get this like on a 4K disc or something in the in the near future. That'd be awesome. Because uh, I'd I definitely think, be purchasing this. I think Umbrella Academy, I don't know if they have it on 4K, but I know they have at least a, a Blu-ray uh, release of it. Is so it the uncut I, one, though? Um, I have to double check. See that's well, the thing. I, if it is, I want to get it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, dude, would, me too. I would assume so because I got the I got martyrs from there too, and that's uncut. Okay. So I guess I would assume this this one is too. You know what was but, weird? Uh, right after I watched this movie, I was um, scrolling through like my Google News or whatever, and I, an article for this movie popped up, 
which is weird because I never looked it up on my phone whatsoever. I just went straight to Shutter because I knew that's where it was. <laughs> I watched the trailer on Shutter. I never once typed in the possession on my phone until um, after I read this article. And then I had to pull up the image for the um, Facebook, obviously, and to promote that. Um, but an article came up saying that Guillermo del Toro was talking about this movie. Um, and, uh, oh, who is the other guy? Guillermo del Toro and... There was another director, another horror director that was talking about this movie, and they were talking about how much of a masterpiece it is. And I was like, dude, on God. Like, <laughs> like it's fucking great. Like, I think Guillermo del Toro said it was like a, oh, one of the all-time classics of like any genre, which it should be. Like, it's yeah, that good. It, it <laughs> is because I almost felt like um, it was almost like multiple types of movies mixed into one yeah where it was, it was like a really sad not love story type of movie well maybe in a way but you know it it kind of shows the side of the dark side of the dark side of, marriage. of, of <laughs> oh yeah of, of marriage ending and i think this this movie is kind of a metaphor for like toxic relationships and or you know, breakups and divorce and stuff and like what kind of happens during and after that. Yeah. I thought that was like really Yeah, and like the psychological really toll it takes on everybody, you know, like okay, so this is what I wanted to get. This is I'm glad you said the word metaphor because uh I was wondering what you were gonna take away from this movie because this movie is very much a lighthouse situation, right? Where when it when it ends, you don't really know what happened. It's kinda up to your fucking interpretation. your interpretation right yes i and, yeah yep. and and sometimes that really bothers me in movies like like we were just talking right before we started talking about we're talking about bloodbeat how it made no fucking sense and we hated it right <laughs> but like i yeah. don't feel like bloodbeat was intentionally not giving me stuff no. i feel like they didn't know what the fuck was going on. it was such a mess that they don't they didn't know what to say either because mm-hmm. there was nothing about it that was made to any sense this movie you could follow it made sense but then when it got to the end, you're like, uh, how am I going to interpret this? They, they wanted you to interpret this, right? And you can tell that that's what their intention was. They wanted you to get your own interpretation of this. Like, it's not a mess. It makes sense. But you it has to make sense in your own mind. If that, if that Am I making any goddamn sense here? No, I, I get what you're saying. I... Like it felt intentional. I think I feel, like it, I feel the you know, same way, that's yeah. that's the main point. Is it felt intentional that they're not giving us everything, and I like it because of that. So I was going to ask you what your takeaway is, because the very end of the movie, we're going to get into all the spoilers here. So if you want to stop talking about it now, or if you want, don't if you haven't seen it yet, just stop listening and go watch it for yourself. But at this point, or before we're going to start talking about the end of ass into this movie, because I just need to get out of the way. So yeah. end of spoiler warning. If you're going to spoil it now, here we go. So at the very end, you get that whole doppelganger situation. Okay. Yeah. What do yep. you think that meant? Because up until that point, it was a very straightforward. Okay, she had some kind of creature somehow, and but then when that doppelganger thing happens, it's like, okay, was the creature even real? Is the doppelganger real? If the guy doppelganger real, then it's very straightforward horror movie where like either that thing was cloned and she was just trying to like get back what I, she thought was the perfect husband or something. Is yes, kind of what I thought I, of. Dude. I thought like, that, yeah, yeah. I I felt like the clones were the the creature. The creature kind of turned into yeah the clones like, at the end, or at least yeah. at least the husband. But when Mark, I think his name is Mark, right? When he he met that school teacher when he was that dropping was off his, his son, wife. and I was I was like, holy shit! I was like, that looks well. Yeah, it was, I think it was like maybe was it the same actress? Playing I, I, be- this- I can't i can't i couldn't be able to say but that was i if it wasn't her it was supposed to be her yeah which i thought was really cool because i think you know when mark the lady that mark met and the guy that uh fucking what's her name again i forget anna right yeah yep anna. right when the guy that she was having an affair with oh and heinrich I, Heinrich, yeah, I that almost dude was felt. Fuck. I got a lot to say about him, by the way, but keep going. <laughs> I I almost felt when they met their other people that they were with later on in the movie were 
what they wanted out of each other. Exactly. Almost. Yes. You know, and I thought that was really just deep and yeah. really clever, man. The writing in this movie was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, this whole movie is like a quote machine, basically. Like, there's so much amazing oh, dialogue. Oh, no. There was not I like... love the quotes, dude. One of my favorite ones, sorry. One of my favorite ones was when Mark was like, he was, you know, slapping Anna and stuff. And he's, oh, what, what did he say? He's like, this is for all the times you lied or something. And then she said, well, you're going to have to add a lot more. I was like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Dark that was... and deep <laughs> and just sad, dude. Dude, Anna, this whole <sighs> movie, the lady who plays Anna, well, not the lady, but the, the character of Anna, like, she is a no-nonsense, like, fucking blunt motherfucker this whole Dude, movie. Dude, she is Like, wild. when she's first, <laughs> she is wild. Like, <laughs> she's just so, like, straightforward all the time. Like, when she's first confronted about the cheating, she's just like, did you cheat? Yes. Did you sleep with him? Yeah. You know, do you love him? Though, yes. <laughs> she's like, you know, not even, like even feel bad about it. No, and I think because she has something going like wrong inside of her. And you know what? I after I watched the movie, I thought about that conversation. And while maybe it's in a way, some people might take it as yes, she was cheating on Mark with Heinrich and this stuff. But I also think she was, she meant it as that fucking creature that she was having sex with. Oh, 100%. You know? so she was not with Heinrich was... all the time. She said she was. Yeah. She was going well, out to fuck this creature, basically. <laughs> well, even God. Heinrich, I mean, Heinrich even says that later in the movie. He's like, Where's Anna? You know, he's like looking for her. And she's like, and mm-hmm. Like Sam Neill. I forget his, is his name Mark this movie? Sam Neill's character? Yeah, I think it's Mark. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, we'll, call, we'll call him Mark, even if it's not his name. Um, but he he's like, what well, I thought you were with her. You know, how she was with you. You know, kind of that situation. Mm-hmm. And um, he was almost perplexed as to, like, why does not Heinrich know where she is? Like, isn't she, like, all about him all of a sudden? Like, so he's even yeah. come to terms as with the audience and Heinrich. We're all at the same time kind of discovering. And we, this is before we know the creature is even exists. Like, we're all wondering, okay, so where is Anna? It's like this big mystery. And it's like, I oh, shit, I thought we had this. This is such a simple story, and it's not. It's so complex and layered. It's, it is, yeah. And going back to the dialogue, what I wanted to say about the dialogue so I don't forget about it is there was not a single sentence in the movie that felt like it wasn't necessary. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, all of it felt very meaningful like everything had a purpose to get you from one place to the next it wasn't just, there was no filler yeah. you know they all felt you know it was like all of it was impactful and it wasn't like it was just it wasn't like a non-talking movie there's a lot of talking this movie like like what, what i mean by that is like there's like we like no country world men right there's not a lot happening there's not a lot of dialogue just a lot of scenes um this but movie all has impactful. yeah and it's this movie had does have a lot of talking and but there is a lot of scenes and everything about this movie the scenes the dialogue the characters the actors themselves are all just incredible everything about this movie had a purpose to it and an intention to it and i thought i can't think of a movie movie where it was all the way just so well thought out all the way through other than this movie like this is probably the, the most perfect horror movie i've ever seen in my life and that's not exaggerating. Like, there's not a single issue I had with it whatsoever. Like, and it all felt impactful and like it was dark and scary and unsettling and upsetting. But like, I was hooked from like the very first opening scene. You know, I was like, "This is this is it. This is gonna be a ride." <laughs> and I did. Go, I like it puts you on an adventure kind of because like you don't know what it's about really. You think it's going to be this, and then it's not. It goes wildly, of course, and they're okay. This is it, and then at the very end, it twists again. It's like, what the hell just happened to me now? <laughs> yeah, dude, it was a, <laughs> it was a wild movie for sure, man. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. It was just after 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 I finished it, I was like, yeah, I'm, I I'm gonna need a little bit to process everything i just saw because it was just 
a lot. Yeah. And dude, the, just the acting in it was so just really, really, really good. And it felt real. And it's it's basically just it's a breakup movie, dude. It's a it's a metaphor, like I said, for you know, bad marriage in a toxic relationship. Yeah, and Almost, even I even thought. just more than that, on like a on a deeper level, it's more just the struggles of being a family in general. You know, because mm-hmm. they have they have the son, and you know, at some point, that's what I thought of as we were just talking. Um, there's obviously the creature, the the whatever the fuck it is that goddamn eraser head looking thing, that squid looking thing. I don't Dude, know. That, I've never seen anything like that before. No. I don't think. But she's. She, I mean, we see it. She's having sex with this creature throughout the movie, and like it's turning into Mark, turning into Sam Neil slowly. Like mm-hmm. you don't see his face, but like when you, when we finally see them making the love, like it's just the back of the creature's head. I mean, he's like half human and half tentacle person now, and it, like he has hair and everything. It's like Sam's haircut. It's like or Sam Neil's haircut. Like, yeah, dude, it was like give, it gives you into like different things too. Yeah, it was it was morphing into like like almost like it was evolving as we went along. Yeah. And so, but there's that scene I thought of when she was talking about she had a miscarriage, and then you see that one part where she's in the like that tunnel, that walkway tunnel, and oh she's my like, "God, oh, that, which was that will stick in my head, dude." Yeah, for that a while. was that was, and I want to know fucking good how did they do the special effects on that? Because she's like going, it's like a singular shot, right? And she's going crazy, walking all the way, dancing with this, like, like she's freaking out. Like she's about to get possessed, but then really she's having like this like monster's baby, but then it like doesn't come all the way yeah, through dude. or whatever. Yeah, like an yeah. alien baby miscarriage. And it was like, but like just the stuff oozing started, out the, this nasty shit. Like it was green yeah. and white and blood coming out, dude. It was just bizarre. Yeah. But how did they do that? Because they, I, we see her from it's like a it's like a two minute long continuous scene. There's no cuts. There's no edits. It's just a singular shot where she, we see her walking there. Then she starts freaking out. And then she goes to the ground. And then she, then what? Not until she goes on the ground after like a good forty five seconds at least of like dancing around, like losing her goddamn mind. Then she sits down. And as soon as she sits down, all this ooze starts coming from her ears and oh, her I think woohoo and stuff. Yeah, I. I think they just did a really phenomenal job of editing there because, um, I mean, yeah, one shot, that's what it's meant to look like, I think. But I think they just did a really good edit an editing job where maybe they did take multiple shots, but it just, you know, made it to look like one. I only think that and say that because, like, when well, when I watched Irreversible, that horrible, horrible rape scene that they showed that was one long nine minute shot of just that but i read something about they did that they did that like i think like four or five days and they did multiple shots and takes of it but the editing job is so fucking good where it just looks like it was just all filmed at once so i think that's kind of what they did here Maybe I don't know. Maybe I, could yeah, be I mean, wrong, it very well but... could be. And if it is, if it is that, well, it's either props to the goddamn special effects people who deserve props anyways, because the special effects and we are amazing and incredible. Yeah. And um, but also if that's the case, then big props to the editing, which also by itself, even if that's not the case, like they did a phenomenal amount of editing. Like we were talking about the camera work earlier, how incredible that was, but the editing job on this was amazing too, and the score was just dude. The score was amazing, dude. Whole... Oh, I, I want. It. I would. I would just listen to this soundtrack or this the soundtrack of this like over and over. It's yeah. it's so dark and eerie and. But there's like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It was just really, really a solid effort. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I, this, I. This might be. I mean, I haven't watched. I don't think I watched a lot of movies this year, but I know I'm going to watch a lot more later. But this already is, I know it's going to be one of the best films I've watched this year and maybe even ever, possibly. Yeah. This, this it's is up there, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's in my new top three favorite movies of all time. Or like, not maybe not favorite, but like best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And that's, I, that sounds like I'm exaggerating, but like it really, I, 
I've been thinking about this a lot today. Like, I'm trying to think of what movies are better than this on like a technical level, and I can't think of one. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) Halloween. Yeah, I. This is better than Halloween, dude. It is. It just is. It's better than Halloween. I have no comment because (laughs) Halloween's my favorite movie of all time. Well, yeah, but this is a better movie. No, no. I'm not going to admit it. (laughs) (laughs) But you're thinking it, though. No, I'm not. (laughs) I don't believe you. Anyways. (laughs) um, Yeah, so... Oh, man, I, I don't want to just sit here. Cause I, we, we usually do like a fun show, right? Like we're, we like to have fun and poke and prod at movies. Like that's what we do. And usually we're when, when we it. watch, when we watch a bad movie, we'll sit there and talk to and poke fun at it all day long. And that's, that's fun. But when it's a, a good movie time. is as good as this, I can't, I can't sit there and like poke fun at it like i right. i want to just talk about all the things i loved and why it was good you know yeah i i can't poke fun at this movie in any way no because i think I, this I tried... was damn near perfect film yeah and usually i don't look up anything about the movie when the movie is done like for like bonus stuff to talk about but yeah. this one i was like well i know i'm just gonna gush over this the entire time like i need the like I didn't know how you were gonna feel. I'm like, hopefully Caleb didn't like it. I ho- was hoping you didn't like it, so we'd be t- fun to debate about. But I'm really mm-hmm. glad you did. Like I, when you we said when you first said to me, like, there's a lot I want to talk about. I was like, oh god, he's gonna think this is a mess, isn't it? Because like we just watched <laughs> a blood beat and how that was a mess. You know, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he's not gonna thing. like it. I thought the same thing for you. I love this movie <laughs> a lot, and I thought you were gonna be the one that was gonna like start shitting on it. <laughs> so I was a little nervous about the podcast, yeah. but I was still like eagerly excited. Yeah, to talk about it. But I know I, I'm really happy that I did. Yeah, I'm really yeah. happy about that. But I, I like I was saying, I, I was gonna do. So I ended up looking up stuff about the movie. Like I was looking at like interviews and watching interviews about it, and like reading up fun facts about it, and trying to find some at least insane story about it to go about, other than it just being like banned or whatever. Yeah, like just for something crazy to talk about that we could try and make funny and there's nothing <laughs> like there was no crazy big story like, it was just it was too dark for audiences at the time and they cut it by an hour and that's the craziest thing about it like there's no way wacky like story behind it nothing it's just like this is just a well-executed film and there was controversy around how dark it was and now we get to see it and it's perfect <laughs> that's it yeah, dude. yeah. <laughs> there's nothing to hide about it there's nothing crazy behind the scenes like it's just it is what it is and it's perfect i uh i i watched a few of those like facebook or not facebook those uh youtube short just short little clips that have of videos and i was watching some of the possession or not the but you know just possession movie we just watched (laughs) yeah and uh um the one that i watched was the actress that played anna Isabel, whatever her last name is, I, I forget. Um, I guess she, this movie really took a toll on her, dude. And I, I guess she said something about never wanting to play this type of character again, or like never wanting to do this type of film. Yeah. Because it just took so much out of her. And for, you know, the people that haven't seen it yet, and I highly suggest everybody, even if you don't, even if like don't like horror movies like well you, if you like if you don't like horror movies you shouldn't be listening to this podcast yeah <laughs> but, get out of here you know i i feel like that everybody needs to watch this movie at least once yeah and just look at her acting chops and why this took such a toll on her like physically and mentally because it's dude it it was just insane <laughs> Yeah. She was the best part about this movie, hands down. Yeah, well, and and props to Sam Neill as well, like that he was because I I imagine this role took a lot out of him as well. Yeah, like, he had to play a pretty deranged motherfucker, <laughs> and like, yeah. but like then he went on to do you know in the mouth of madness. He did Event Horizons. Like he clearly he stuck within the Park. genre. He was in Jurassic Park. Like yeah. he stuck he stuck within the horror genre after this. Like. Mm-hmm. Kudos, man! Like, thanks for being a fucking horror king and sticking it out. Because, and I is he British? 
in real life? Uh, I, or was he doing an accent here? I've never heard him be British in any other movie. Is, is he a British? I want to say he's British. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe European or something, but I had no idea he was that until this movie. I was like, oh, he's either doing a really good accent or that's how we talk. And he's putting on an American accent for everything else he does. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll just have to watch an interview with him and just see how yes. he talks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always surprised by like people I see. Like Tom, Tom Holland, do you know he's British? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I would have never thought that. You didn't know that? Not until I saw the first interview with him a couple of years ago, like right after the Spider-Man movie, but I, watched, I saw that. Oh. I didn't hear him talk till after I watched Spider-Man. I'm like, holy shit, this dude. Yeah, he does a really good American accent. Yeah, and like you Rick from The tell. Walking Dead, that guy's British too. What, for real? Yeah, dude, he's British. Oh, shit. I fucking know that. That's crazy. Yeah, he's super crazy. Oh, he's dude, British okay, with that... the American, crazy American accents. You know, uh, what's her name? Uh, 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 fucking Millie Bobby Brown. I didn't know that she had an accent until I saw one of her, one of her interviews. I was like, "What the fuck?" I know, right? I was blown away. <laughs> how how do people do these crazy good American accents like that? That's insane. I have no idea. <laughs> well, then you get someone Fucking like Tommy Wiseau who claims he is from America and he can't talk normal. <laughs> who? Tommy Wiseau. No. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Tom. No. Tommy yeah. Wiseau. Fuck Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I, he, I understand Ashley's hatred for him. Yeah, I, I get why Ashley doesn't like him. Yeah, but that mo- that movie is so fucking bad that it's just it's so funny. It's entertaining. <laughs> Love the room. <laughs> best movie of all time. But it's also the best movie of all time. Dude, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about that movie is that during the sex scenes, like I like that they just keep using the same one like over again. <laughs> So stupid. He, Tommy was. I was very proud of that one. Yeah, he is. Oh. <laughs> what an asshole! I hate that guy. <laughs> who's Who's worse, Craig Muckler or or Tommy Wiseau? Oh, Craig Muckler, dude, that's not even debatable. Craig Muckler is literally the second worst person in the world in history. Oh, so you think David Howard Thornton is worse than the mug? Because you think Stan is the worst. Yeah, Stan's the worst. <laughs> Stan, and then it's Muckler, then it's David Howard Thornton, and then Tommy Wiseau. You know, I honestly don't hate Tommy Wiseau. He just, he just kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I hate David Howard Thornton and, and the mug. Yeah, I get no, I I don't hate but, Tommy Wiseau either. Like, did you see that clip that he did when he was doing the Joker? Yeah, I did. <laughs> that was pretty solid. <laughs> Not gonna lie, uh, I'd watch that. I'd watch it just for shits and giggles, but I don't think he'd make a good Joker. He would, though. He would. He doesn't even need to act. He just needs to be himself, but like call himself Joker, and he'd be perfect. True. You're tearing oh, me apart, it. Lisa. Great stuff. Imagine yeah. the time was that was Pinhead. <laughs> that would be crazy. That'd be amazing. Tommy Wiseau's Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau should play every horror icon ever. I would do. I'd pay. I'd pay to watch that for sure, no doubt. <laughs> Just like bootleg remakes of every horror movie, classic horror movie ever. Oh, but Tommy Wiseau's the villain. I would love that. That we should. That's what we should base our entire production company off of. It's just making Tommy be the next, <laughs> like the bootleg version of all these other characters. Oh, that'd be fucking awesome. <sighs> So Tommy is in all of our movies, and he would do it too. Got, motherfucker's got nothing else going on. Reach out to him. I should. Do He'd it. probably hit us back, right? Um, I don't know, man. Buster Rhymes never did. <laughs> Buster Rhymes has more credit though than <laughs> Tommy was out. True. Yeah. Well, I'll hit him up, and we'll we'll see. <laughs> I'll probably forget. I don't care well, that much. Fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Uh, what was like? I know it might be kind of hard to pick your favorite moment of the movie, mm-hmm. but what? What's? Yeah, I guess uh, you know what is one of your favorite parts, or a part that kind of that just really sticks out to you the most, oh, or the man, part that whole... you like the most. That's incredibly hard to say because, like, <laughs> they're they're 
it felt like every like 15 minutes was a different act of the movie and i loved all of them equally like uh-huh. some and but for different reasons like obviously the stuff with the creature was just disturbing and unsettling like oh god that's disgusting what the fuck is going on she's making love to it <laughs> like what is going on it was such a mind mind mess yeah, mind blown situation <laughs> and like but then there was the other stuff where like the family stuff they, like the first 20 minutes were just like this intense marital fallout and it's like oh my god and you loved it for that reason because the acting was so good and the dialogue was so good but then later you got the stuff where they bring in bob and like their kid you know like that that's and that was tragic part. in itself yeah. and oh here's what i was gonna say about the miscarriage scene okay so you know how we talked about um the doppelganger right how the creature was uh mark her new version yeah. of mark okay mm-hmm. so when she gave that miscarriage away, that whole situation that was a miscarriage with the creature, do you think the miscre- the, the creature impregnated her and she miscarried because she was trying to make a new Bob as well and recreate her whole family dynamic here? Because she leaves Bob alone for days at a time in this movie. And he's a little kid. He's like six. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think, and like uh... they walk in and he's been in that house for like days by himself and the whole place is a fucking mess. The kid's all yeah. dirty and nasty looking. And she comes back so nonchalant, like she doesn't give a shit that she just left him. He goes, ah, I left him for you, but it doesn't happen all the time. It's like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're she's so off in her own world and like so disassociated from like her real life that like she's she's just trying to do this and create this new thing with with this creature. And like, where did this creature come from? Like, how did this even like come to existence? That's, I kind of I thought about that though too, honestly. Like, how did it come about? And how did Anna become, like, involved with it? Yeah. And what made her, because obviously no normal fucking person would be fucking and having sex with it and, you know, having a relationship with it, basically. Yeah. So, like, like what, how did that stuff all come about, you know? I just thought that was, because I don't think that's really explained in the movie, but it's just kind of a thought that I had. In my head, like, yeah. how does this happen like that? You know, but well, and not that that needs that, to be explained, which is, I'm fine with them not really yeah. explaining that, but it's just, it was just a thought that I, that I had in my head too, like, just why? <laughs> why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. It's crazy. Well, and that's where the other theory comes in that I read about this other theory where, like, it's not, the creature did never, never did exist. And, um, it's kind of like playing out in both their minds at the same time in a similar way because they went through the same fallout through the marriage. You know, they went through, they were in the same situation together. Right. And so a lot of people have said like the baby with Heinrich was what she had miscarried because she was trying to recreate it with Heinrich, Heinrich. Right. And so what's we're, we're seeing the whole movie through Mark's eyes basically. Yeah. Right. And he's trying to make sense of this. I keep saying, right. I don't know why I'm saying it. it's because I'm sober now. <laughs> I'm trying to be more fucking concise here. So um so a lot of people had said well, the movie is through Mark's eyes. Mark saw the the um the the affair as an abomination, which is where that creature comes from, is the abomination. Um she thinks of Heinrich as his bad dude, which is why he visions himself killing him. That's why he kills Heinrich in the bathroom later in the movie. He wants yeah. to murder this person, you know. Um, and, uh, the, the whole, when he learns about this miscarriage from her, that was Heinrich's baby. And that's why he views it as a creature as well. That's why he envisioned her, you know, bleeding out and foaming at the mouth and all this shit. Like, cause it wasn't to him. He doesn't see this as a human natural thing to do. So he, the movie presents it as this dark creature, sinister, upsetting, subtling, a disturbing thing. That's the way he saw it, you know? Do you, yeah, that's a that's an interesting way to put it for sure. Yeah, I guess for me, during that whole subway scene when she's like flailing around and screaming, and you know she's, it almost seems like she's possessed there, but not necessarily for her possessed, but yet she's having a miscarriage. I guess I took it literal that she was pregnant with this creature's baby. Yeah, you know, 
I guess maybe you can look at it in both ways like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's totally think, per- I, There's not a right way to think about this movie. It's whatever you come to terms with. I think with, it's all it perspective, yes. That's yeah, what I really exactly. like about it. That's what I really like about this movie, dude. You yeah. can look at it and think about it however you want, and you're not really wrong, you know? Yeah. I, and That's it's why such I a, think it's so clever. It is very clever. <laughs> it's like, it's such a... Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's such a balancing act, like... <laughs> it's such a balancing act. To, sorry, Jamie was just like videoing me or t- taking a picture of me or something, and it threw me off for a second. I kind of forgot I was holding Kingston for a little bit. And I think that's why she was taking the picture. <laughs> Anyways, God bless. Um, yeah, God bless. Love you, Jamie. Anyways, um, what the fuck is this thing? Oh, so like again, going back to the blood beat thing, like that movie was a mess, right? It's just just god awful. It didn't make any sense. In this movie, there's there's other movies too. Like I said, for example, The Lighthouse earlier. I brought that up as an example. It doesn't does it make sense? No, but it kind of does if you piece together yourself. And it's like when you intentionally set out to make people want to put it together or to have it be open to interpretation, that's different from it being a, a total nightmare that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, I like yeah, there's enough pieces of the puzzle put in place that you can put it together yourself without it being a mess. And but it's a very thin line that you can do that. You have to tiptoe, you have to be very careful with that. And this movie executed it perfectly. Like it it gives you just enough to try and put stuff together, but not enough to fully solve it. But it gives you enough to be satisfied with whatever you come to the conclusion to be. Yeah. And like how they thought that was right, and like whatever, like how in the writing process that they thought we gave them enough at this point that we're done, you know, and it's going to be the end now. Like that takes some like serious knowledge about your own movie. And oh, he threw up on me. <laughs> nice. God, Grandpa. <laughs> Hit him again, Grandpa. <laughs> we talked about Grandpa's hairline this episode earlier. <laughs> Jamie's in the room now. Now she's listening to me doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Hit him again, Grandpa. Classic. <laughs> Fucking Grandpa over here. Dude, I think that's my favorite line of that movie. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think overall, <laughs> this movie was a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. You do your review. I'm sorry. I, I keep going. Sorry. You're good. I, I was just gonna say I, I think it's a masterpiece, and um, I don't think there's really anything that I disliked about it, other than the fact them naming their child Bob. You fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's the worst was, thing. Okay, I was hoping you were gonna say that because I after right after I said this movie's goddamn mess, I don't have anything wrong with it. I was thinking, but Bob though. Why? <laughs> Why would you name anything. the kid? The actor was fine. He did a great job. I loved the character. Like yeah. he felt for him. He was and he felt real. Those did a really good job acting. But his name is goddamn Bob. <laughs> you couldn't call him Bobby least... or Robert. Nothing. Robert. Bob. I was gonna say that. Robert. Call him Robert. <laughs> But Seriously? fucking Bob. Bob. No one named, no one calls their kid Bob. That's fucking insane. That's asinine. <laughs> That's it's the most unrealistic part of this movie about a squid like creature. It's this kid's there name really is fucking is. Bob. And everyone's okay with that. That's the real fucking nightmare about this movie, dude. His name, his name being Bob. That's that's the real darkness of this movie. <laughs> That's the point of this movie. Don't name your kid fucking Bob or all this will happen to you. You know what, honestly? Yeah. Uh, don't be in a relationship. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. If you name your kid Bob, or if your name is Bob, just quit. It's not going to stop. Off. Don't do anything anymore. Uh, All right. Oh, so, what shit, what is dude. your rating out of five? Then I, I'm going to assume it's a five, but sometimes it's not. So I'll let you say that. Whatever your rating is. Um. Yeah. I I did give it a five. Um. When I put my review on Letterbox, I didn't really, I didn't really know at that point because I think I just had to kind of let it all soak in and really think about it for a bit, for a little bit. So I just kind of put something short and simple. But um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I just talked about my review, so I don't know why I'm getting into it again. Yeah. But, um, no, dude, I think that movie was a masterpiece um 
just very well done in every single way that you can make a movie. And except for the name Bob. Except for the name Bob. Yes, that <laughs> sucked. Um, <laughs> but but no, that that's not even enough to even knock at anything at all. That's no. just like my only stupid small complaint, I guess, if you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah. But no, five stars, dude. Five stars. Yeah. Yeah, I also strong, give it five stars. Strong five, strong dude. Five. It's it's like a six out of five star. <laughs> Let's be real. We're gonna Dave yeah. Meltzer it up here. It's a six star movie out of five, dude. For real, this is Kenny Omega versus Okada three. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> or Will Osprey versus versus Omega. I still haven't seen that match. I need to see it yet. I haven't either, but I've heard it's really, 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 really good. <laughs> Yeah, it broke the six star scale again, or the five star scale again, so it has to be good. But well, match is like I think like 30, 35 minutes long, dude. Yeah, it's really long. <laughs> That's what she said. Wasn't Okada Omega Two a sixty minute draw though? That was a phenomenal. Oh, match. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the yeah. second one that was. Yeah, because it was. Well, because they had four matches, right? Because they had one in the G One too. Was that before or after Kenny won the belt? I don't remember. Um, I don't remember either, honestly. I don't know. I, I don't fucking know. I want to say it was before. I think I think the third match was their G1 match because didn't Kenny win that G1 and that's why he got the chance to yeah, fight Okada in the I, first I place? So. Yeah. so Okada Omega 4 was the one where he won the belt. I'm pretty sure. I think so. Anyways, that's enough about yeah. New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I plan on watching Wrestle Kingdom at some point. I, I don't know any of the any of the spoilers except for I know the uh, the winner of the Osprey Omega match because yeah. you told me. You told me to just tell you. So that's very <laughs> true. Did. You did. I did tell you to just tell me. <laughs> don't make me look like an asshole here now. <laughs> Spoiling shit. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I love you, brother. I love you too, brother. <laughs> so yeah, I okay, think buddy. I think I already said it earlier, but yeah, it's a five star movie for me as well. It's one hundred percent in my top three movies of all time, not just horror, but like of all time. Really? Yes, it is. It's it's an all time great classic. I don't care, even just not in the horror realm, just out of movies in general. It's like it's just you have to see it. Like it's a it's a hundred percent an experience. Like. I, and I would recommend this to, to non-horror fans as well. You're just not going to feel good about yourself at the end of it. But like, it's something everybody should watch just because it's such – it's so well done and so well acted and so well thought out. Like it's just – yeah, and it really makes you feel like on all kinds of emotional levels. Like not just scared but like upset and disturbed and sad. And then you're almost happy for a little bit towards the end in like a really macabre way. It is, dude, for real. Like, it's a very Romeo and Juliet ending, you know? And yeah. It's just like, holy shit, they had to go through all that, and, and this is how it ends now. <laughs> like, god damn. And, it, like, it's just... Oh, this whole movie is just great. It's 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 my one of my all-time favorite movies now. Like, I will watch this again and again. If I'm going to show this to a million of people now, I, I'm sure. I want to show this to Tyler. I Jamie's never gonna watch it, but I would love for her to see it. <laughs> As I'm looking at it right now, she's just making this face. Yeah, I think <laughs> like uh, she's not gonna watch it, but you should. It's really good. And I think that'd be a little much for her. <laughs> it's gonna Do be a little much for it's a little, it was much, a little much for me. For, me. <laughs> for real, Jinx. Jinx. You want me? To yeah. me some coke. <laughs> Dude, did you hear they they discontinued like as of like last week they discontinued Sierra Mist. You can't get it anymore. I did hear about that because didn't yeah. Pepsi is uh, Sierra Mist is a Coke product, right? It's a Pepsi product. Oh well, I think Coke has Pepsi... Sprite. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Pep... didn't Pepsi just come out with like a new? Yeah, it's replacing fucking... Sierra. It's called Starry. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what wild? Fuck? That We're is seeing wild. the death. I saw the birth and death of a soda that was wildly popular and stayed around for a long time, and it's that's like. You know, other than, like, I never saw the birth of Surge. I was too little. I saw the death of it. But, like, I was never there for the birth. <laughs> Sierra Mist, I was there for the inception of it. And, like, like I remember when it first came out and, like, the commercials and stuff. And now I'm seeing the death of it, too. It's, it's weird. Well, yeah, I guess I'm not too upset because Sierra Mist is just kind of mid. So. <laughs> Sierra Mist is not mid. <laughs> Sierra Mist is fantastic. It's crisp and it, refreshing. 
It's below mid. <laughs> Dude, Diet Sierra Mist is something to, something to kill for. It's fantastic stuff. You are fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of the few pops Jamie can drink without it tasting like absolute shit, too. Like, she's very picky with her pops, and she could drink that one, so it's kind of a sad day oh, for her household. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not picky, yeah, but like you can only drink certain stuff that tastes weird, do you? Yeah, because yeah. of COVID. <laughs> she oh, had COVID yeah, and it fucked with her, with her taste buds so bad. Like, she can't drink Pepsi and we're going to taste like dirt now. Yeah, that's But crazy. Sierra Mist, she could drink it. So that Sprite. was like a staple in her house. And she can't drink Sprite. It tastes like dirt. Well, what the heck? I know. Dude, okay. This she can't drink Coke of... Zero, but she can drink Diet Coke. It's weird. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> so, off top, off top, the dude's here, the cat in the background. You hear any like disgusting screams and sounds? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Major, and the sounds that she makes is just sickly, disgusting. It sounds like she's dying, and she doesn't stop. She she'll go into the bathroom, which is next to my next to my room, and just do it for hours. I'm not kidding. Until someone is has recent. To, like, like is she out. dying now, or like is this? She's always done this. She's she always does this when she's in heat. It's, <laughs> it's the worst sound in the world. I swear to God. <laughs> I hate it. Oh man, no, I don't miss that because so, I remember when I lived with my grandma. Jessica left her cat there, and that thing was in heat like every other fucking week. I swear to God. Like, yeah, it was so annoying. I like, was trying to sit there with my grandma, watch TV, or when we're watching wrestling or something, or like when I go to bed, I could hear her all the way from upstairs. Or she'd sit right outside my door and like rub her ass against my door in the basement just like oh yeah, my dude. god shut up and there's nothing you could do but you just had to sit with it <laughs> yeah because when oh i hate when cats, this one dude. goes i don't in like heat, cats when this one goes in heat like uh, our other female cat will go in heat like right after so they're in sync and maja <laughs> is she's usually the one to, to follow when she goes in heat but she never used to make sounds or anything but I think she's learning from the other female cat because now she makes almost the same gross sounds. So sometimes we get it, like two cats at the same time going off. It, it's it's honestly just painful. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it's literally I don't know. the pits. I guess you the same thing. Did you hear Kingston whimpering at all or snoring at all this whole time? I did a little bit, yeah. Okay. Well, for the listeners at home, I'm holding my baby as I'm doing this. And he's kind of an obnoxious sleeper. So if you hear like little grunts and whines and whatever, yeah, a, that's my son. Uh, he is a grandpa. He has one of those sleep masks on. <laughs> I'm eating a chocolate donut hole right now, too. The boy. They're delicious. They've been sitting up for like half the day and I finally just ate one. Like they've been out of the container. I think Liam had him when he just stopped over for a little bit. <laughs> Goddamn. He didn't finish them, of course. So I, no, I, I just ate two of them. Anyways, okay, that has been, we have been the Stone of Death podcast. Thank you for joining us on this sober edition <laughs> of the podcast. If you're new here and want to listen to us when we're not sober, you can check out any of our past episodes. I think when Caleb started, the Stone of Death podcast became a thing on our first episode of Dead Heat. That was when it started. So, Yep. We've been a podcast for a long time. Just to, I need to kind of explain this over again since we're coming back after hiatus. We might have new people. But I have been doing this podcast for a very long time with different co-hosts and different formats and stuff. And the previous co-hosts kind of like just stopped working out or whatever and schedule kept getting crazy and now. So when I brought Caleb on, who is my brother, welcome Caleb. Thanks, buddy. Like that, we started this whole branding. We used to be the Gorekeeper podcast, then we were the Rotten Gore movies podcast, and now we're stung to death, and it's staying that way, baby. Yeah, it's <laughs> got to stay that way. But yeah, if you're new here and you want to listen to me and Caleb, that that's all from Dead Heat and forward. That's all me and Caleb, and we were stoned for all those. <laughs> those are a trip, and this is the first sober episode we've ever done. Well, that I've you, done. You've done. You you've know, done. So you've been sober before, but I haven't. You know, I think this uh, might be our most coherent episode that we have ever done. Hundred <laughs> percent. And you know what? Not one time. Well, once I don't know. We were on track. We didn't go off the <laughs> fucking rails like we always do in every other episode when we're, when we're stoned. 
This is the most professionally done episode I think you and I have done yet. Oh, a so. thousand percent. Like, we were making sense this time. <laughs> and, I'm like, very we, proud we of went that. off into wrestling a couple times, but like, for a vast majority up until the end here, we're talking about Sierra Miss and shit. Like, we stayed oh, yeah, on point. Too. You're right. We did. We stayed on track. And like, that never happens for us for more than like two <laughs> minutes at a time. <laughs> like, sometimes we'll, it gets we'll, bad. Sometimes we'll be off track and go further off track and then forget how we got off track. <laughs> They were like, oh, I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, what? I don't remember, dude. I don't even know what happened in this movie, dude. I can't think. Every dude, fucking episode. <laughs> dude, how anybody ever listened to our shit? Like, honest to God, like, we have the greatest fans in the world. Because if you could sit and listen to that bullshit for an hour every week or every other week. like, I have a lot God of respect bless you. for you if you could do yeah, that. God bless you. For real. You're a trooper. <laughs> Because we don't know, it's, it's got to be impossible to listen back to and like try to figure out what's happening. It's got to be like a nightmare. If they can get through that, they can get through anything in life, and that's a promise. I guarantee. <laughs> you're, you're a goddamn champ. You're gonna, you're gonna own. You're gonna be president one day of like every country in the world at the same time. You'll bring democracy to the world if that's what you wanted, dude. For real. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, I guess I suppose we'll end this podcast now. So. Thank you uh, to new listeners. If you're out there, um, please leave a rating and a review. Um, that really helps us out a ton. And subscribe wherever you're listening to. Um, you can check me out on Letterboxd at Gorekeeper on Letterboxd. I only review horror movies on there, and I always follow back so I can see what you guys are reviewing. And I go on there quite a bit as a social media kind of thing and just look at what other people are talking about movies with. Um, Dude. So you can check me on there. Check out our Instagram at Stone to Death Podcast. Um, our Facebook page was I'm going to start updating more frequently now. That's just the Stone of Death podcast page on there. So you can check that out. We have a Discord, Dude, I... but I can't remember the link to it. So yeah, you plug your shit. Sorry, I'm going rambling. No, you're good. I was gonna say, uh, I know you only review and like rate horror movies on Letterboxd, but you should honestly do it for every movie that you've seen, just no. so you can get more of a range. Why not? Because I only if I. You know how many movies I've fucking seen? <laughs> well, yeah, just go I, through. I them. can't even remember what every. I can't remember of every single movie I've ever seen. And like, as far as I know, I have every single movie I've ever seen on my letterbox ever in my entire life. I have every single one rated. <laughs> and well, I want to keep. I want to rate. You said you only rate horror movies, though. Yeah, I've seen. I got every horror movie I've ever seen rated. Yeah, so all like, of them. You should. You should. Rate every non horror movie too. That'd be Just, no. That's that like a nightmare. Plus, I I all I care about are horror movie opinions. I don't care about opinions about anything else. <laughs> well, I, I just try to stick to my shit, man. Like I'm I'm a horror guy. That's what I review. I don't need to review a romantic comedy. I do. I like not, romantic comedies no, sometimes. Not, not that sometimes you, I like a romantic comedy. You don't have I'm to. I'm not gonna review it. it. Just, just don't have to review. It. Just give it a star rating. I don't. Ever that's since too much I got, work. How is that? How I don't want to do any, that. How is that too much work and any different than doing it to a horror movie? You just find a movie, give it a star. You do it to because horror movies, you could do it to any other motherfucking movie. <laughs> I feel like my opinion matters a little bit when it comes to horror movies. That's all I. I mean, that's what that's what I do the podcast on. Like, I feel like I have a little bit of credibility there. Where if I was gonna review anything else that was outside of my realm, I don't feel like I have the right to fucking do that. Dude, yes, you do because it's just your then, opinion, then it just man. comes down to personal opinion. Like, I I feel that, like I that's give what it that a box is. <laughs> Yeah, but like I put more thought into my hor- a horror movie rating than I do in like that's oh well that I didn't like that movie so it's a one star or like oh I like that movie it's five star <laughs> like I don't fucking yeah. know I can't rate those you can, you can I'm not do gonna that do it too. all right Just plug your shit it. let's get out of here I want to go eat it. my my meatloaf <laughs> but I yeah your fucking meatloaf enchiladas <laughs> no I made enchiladas yesterday meatloaf is today well I want both but you don't even <laughs> like meatloaf do you yeah I like meatloaf. Do you like barbecue meatloaf? That's what that's the kind I make. I make barbecue I'm, meatloaf. I've never had barbecue meatloaf. I want to try barbecue. Well, then I'll make it next time you come. Sick. Okay. Um, it's really good. Anyways, <laughs> you can follow me on Letterbox at Kemp Milkbone Seventeen Milkbone with two eyes. I have to specify that every time, otherwise people won't probably won't find me. Yeah. Yeah. Please follow me up on Letterbox. <laughs> Do your damn just to figure it out. I want more followers and more followers. If you follow me, I will definitely follow back because I, I like looking and just you know reading and seeing what other people 
like and they're interested in and how they feel about any other type of movie, not just horror movies, but any type of movie. So, yeah, yeah just uh, <laughs> I would like to follow you on Letterbox and you should follow me too. Yeah, you want. Be a good time. Party. You don't, have to, you don't have to. It's a free country. You can do pretty much whatever you want. And I can respect that. But I'd really appreciate it if you followed me on Letterbox because I would really like that. And I'd respect you a lot more if you did. Hey. So that's what I have to say. <laughs> hey. hey. Jeremy? Did you hear me? <laughs> Jeremy. Dad? Jeremy. Paul? Where have you been, son? Walmart. <laughs> Lost you. We got into the soup section. <laughs> Stop running off on me like that. <laughs> the end of the soup section. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> All right, let's let you go. I've been Brandon. Uh, and I'm Caleb. All right, thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you. It See has you been next a time. very good episode and a it's, fun It was time. a great episode. Great episode. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thank Bye-bye. you. End the podcast now. Remember, you got to do it. Okay, buddy. Someone just walked in. I got to go. <laughs> okay.